Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. Back at it again. Did you miss us? We said once a month. We met once a month. We missed you. This is episode three. This is episode three of right. the How to Break Up podcast. I'm Woo! Kate. This is Lauren. Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm really excited for this episode, Matt. You are? Yes, because today we're talking about Frida. Frida Kahlo. Frida Kahlo. And Diego. I think she's Rivera. the most famous Frida. I think she's one of those that you say Frida and you're like, Frida Kahlo. Yeah, and you're like, yeah like, absolutely. Last name's not even needed, but yeah. I want to pay her respects as well. Um, I know a little bit about Frida mm-hmm. being a fan. I'm excited. I'm excited that you know a little bit because I didn't know that much. I obviously knew who she was. Yeah. Because I put her on the list. But like, I, it was a lot of... I mean, I didn't do as much research as I would have liked to have done. Yeah. But I did. It was a lot of like, I need to research to understand really what she did beyond just the paintings that I know. The yes. Super, the her super personal. Painting. Her personal. And him I knew very story. little about. I don't know much about him yeah. at all. Um, what I did know about him was not good. So <laughs> this was actually nice because it gave a more well-rounded, well-rounded. view of him. That's, yeah. He's love- not that bad. No, everyone's got trauma. Yeah. And we love to learn about it. Everyone's got trauma. This is true. I do know the, like, their relationship. motto for this month. Yeah. Everyone's got trauma. This whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that should be season two. It's how to break up everyone's got trauma. Uh, I do know that their relationship was V-toxic. So I'm here. Volatile. Spicy. I'm here for the mess. This Aren't they all though? At some point, all of the relationships that we've talked about—they do. They have their are spicy. But I feel like this is peak. We're reaching peak spicy. I'm right wondering now. if that's like a part of what it takes to be a super iconic couple is for you to be a little toxic. You have to be interesting, <laughs> at the very least. Fair. You know, everyone's got their role to play. Everyone's got their role to play. Okay. All right. So the. The, like, tagline or the motto that I keep trying to push on our podcast as if yeah. it's, it's happening or not. It always feels awkward when I say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's like, so, if you want to know how to break up, <laughs> yeah, we probably can't help you. But at least here's how Frida Kahlo and Diego <sighs> Rivera kind of did it. We can help you a little bit. We're a mess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Frida Kahlo was born July 6, 1907. Oh my goodness. In Mexico. I didn't know she was that old. Coyoacan. Damn. Coyoacan. Do you speak Spanish? You do a little bit, right? Un poquito. Un poquito. <laughs> I speak un poquito too. Uh, I'm very nervous about my pronunciation in general. Oh so. yeah. No. I Don't try to have a conversation with me. I'll cry. But I love to, I love to learn. If anyone um, wants to teach me how to speak better Spanish, I'm a great student. Mab can attest to that. Um, Does your mom speak Spanish? She does. And she that's also, didn't ever choose to teach. It's a long. <laughs> I was gonna say it's your a mom long didn't story, <laughs> long personal. story. I think that's a thing that anyone with parents who yeah. fully speak and a different don't. language, yeah, feel. I've heard it a lot. No, I know. From... And it wasn't me being like a bratty kid that didn't want to learn stuff. It it's literally hard. was like not spoken and your dad doesn't speak spanish does he no he doesn't so like i feel like it's more of he'll tell you that he does but honestly there are kids that even if they were in a household where it was 
they were like both mixed. their parents spoke Spanish to each other, they probably they might still not know it just from the amount of like That's true. There's always like assimilation the United States tries to make people do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And it depends how I think one, it depends, I think, on your parents and how much they like want this to be a thing in your life yeah. or whatever language. And then I also think it depends on the kid because sometimes kids are like you know, you could get like made fun of or bullied or whatever for like for, yeah, having being an accent. Yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You having know, a culture. America's great <laughs> in that way. Just, yeah. just spot yeah. on. So I didn't mean to like call you out for not speaking Spanish. I was yeah, genuinely like, I don't you. know if you speak it or not. <laughs> I'm already triggered by Listen, this episode. I'm 270 something days into Duolingo. <laughs> I'm doing great. Has it really been helpful? Is that like a, is it, is it It's nice in that, I mean, I took Spanish for four years in high school and so it's nice. Same, but here we are. (laughs) Yeah. It's nice having the reminders. Yeah. Of things. I wouldn't say I'm like learning, learning. Salchichas is my favorite word in Spanish. (laughs) I don't know what word that is. (laughs) It's sausage. Ah. (laughs) I, uh love cheese may i love cheese Ooh, that's a good one that's i'm a, a gossip one. queen that's a really good one i i know i'm not a gossip in the sense that i go around telling people a whole bunch of things i've yeah. learned not to, i had to learn not to do that but i have learned not to do that <laughs> i do just hear things i'm constantly Your ears are like perked i'm the, constantly just the like, cheese may. <laughs> i must be constantly eavesdropping because i just hear people say stuff as i walk by and just know that they said it yeah and people think that's weird that you just know things about people no. like, you said it in a break room yeah i heard you i think that makes you like observant you know yeah. aware of your surroundings and then you important. tell and then you tell your friends like you tell your squad yes the cheese may i actually they, just, they would just realize at h&m it happened to me all the time they're like you how do you know because I heard her everyone's <laughs> business. I'm like, I'm just listening. They talk about it, okay? And yeah. I'm just around. There's actually been a fair amount of like useful information though that I've learned from eavesdropping on other people's conversations. Oh, that's all. It's my best. It's my favorite. Like I love the difference make. between I'm a cheese make queen. Presume and me. assume. I learned in a 7-Eleven, standing in front of people who were talking about it. <laughs> what is the difference between presume and assume? So assume is when you, oh, I can't use the word assume, but it's when you uh, know something, but based on nothing, no inf- prior information. When you think you know something, but based on no prior information. So okay. you're assuming that X, okay. Y, and Z is true, but you have nothing to base that off of. Presume is when you do have some like prior knowledge or background information about something. And so you're presuming something is true based off of that. Yeah, that makes sense previous knowledge that feels like something that we never knew that definition but we always use the words correctly you know what i mean yeah maybe i don't even know if i used the word presume before that's true (laughs) i just assumed everything i always assume (laughs) none of this has to do with frida kahlo i literally said her birthday oh this was supposed to be a shorter episode (laughs) we're supposed to keep it together back on track she was born hella long ago Frida was born in July 6, 1907. Wait to hear when Diego was born. Oh my god. Is he older? Oh yeah, baby. Damn. Her father was a German photographer. Nice. And her German. mother was half Spanish, half indigenous uh, Mexican. We you know, love the, the diversity population. there. Yeah. That's amazing. Her dad immigrated to Mexico from Germany and then they got married. Yeah. Wait. Her dad's German. Her dad is German. Her dad is German. Her mom is Mexican. And- but his name is Guillermo, so I'm not sure... If Guillermo's a German, I don't know. It could be the kind of German, but I don't know anything. But it could be the kind of thing where like a bunch of Germans (laughs) immigrated all at the same time, Um, and their culture started to become 
like make like you know they intermarried and yeah, they're cold yeah, yeah. Stuff, and so maybe Guillermo was a German name and now it's just no, a it's, Mexican name because of yeah. the, I don't know but his name was cool. Guillermo okay Guillermo I, think. I didn't write it down but I'm pretty sure his name was Guillermo I like that I'm gonna stick with it um she, her mother was really strict and really religious and so they weren't super close her father Oof. less so and he just always like I think she was the favorite of her dad. Like uh-huh. it was like the son she he never had was. Frida she have siblings. She, was, she did. Her father had a few kids from a previous marriage. Uh, okay. Um, that were not allowed in the house and were put in an orphanage. Yeah, that was kind of wow. Up. What the what that happened like, there? I don't know, but that I didn't like that. I didn't yeah, like that. That was really. <laughs> and then Frida has a little sister. Full. She's got half siblings and, and a little, little sister. sister. Full little sis. Well, that's her little nice. sister's name is Christina. We'll get back to her. Oh, she a bitch? No. Okay, good. Um, When she was sick, when she was six, she got sick with polio. It's just the way. Yes. In the 19... I did know this. She's been rife. She's had it really rough. Rife with the the illnesses. um, Her leg got polio. Like, it's just, it really, like, messed up her, the polio really messed up her, her leg. leg. Gotcha. And it ended up being, her right leg was shorter than the other leg, and it uh-huh. was, like, shriveled, and not, it didn't have, like, muscular Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had to work really hard to get back the ability to walk, walk and move like a normal kid would. How old was she again? Six. Six. So this happened when she was six. Six. That's intense. What a what a hard uh, start. And to she life. was when she finally got back to school, she was made fun of, and they called her peg leg because one leg was shorter than the other, wow. so she had like a limp. Kids are dicks. Kids are d- such dickish. And behavior. she was she was always really self conscious about that peg leg. Not a peg leg. <laughs> What about the leg that was like shorter? Did she? I'm sure this technology did not exist at this time. But you know how like now there's like shoes and like other things that like someone could wear. Yeah, she wore like, balance them out. Um, a long sock to cover that leg because it was also like it didn't smaller than the other. Yeah, leg. yeah, it was aesthetically weird. Like looking. it was also it just didn't have as much muscle as the other leg either. And then she wore a tall shoe to make up the difference. Oh, okay, so they still had the tall shoes back then. <laughs> The tall shoes that we have today. I mean, really, though, you wouldn't think that's that's where they started in the technology is platforms. So she had a kind of rough, lonely childhood. Like she didn't really have a lot of friends because they were all dicks and called yeah, her peg leg. They didn't like her. Her dad looked. helped her through her childhood by doing a lot of fun things with her. Aww. Specifically, he shared his love of art and photography with her. Yeah, and she was sort of always doodling and drawing stuff. She really latched onto that. Yeah, what a standout father. Good job. The art wasn't like something she was really, really focused on as a kid. It's uh-huh. not like. We'll see with Diego. It's not the same kind of thing, but it was always something she was doing while doing other stuff. Like she was really smart. And so she was doing really well in school, but she like was also drawing when she had some free time and it was a way to express herself. It was a hobby. Okay. I would say. As opposed to being. Yeah. Something that she was really focused on at this point. Okay. She's also six, right? Yes. So like. I mean, six, this is her whole childhood that I'm kind of yada yada ying through, as I always do. Yes. Okay. In 1922, she went to the oldest high school in Mexico, Escuela Nacional Preparatoria. Sounds fancy. National school, whatever. Yeah. Preparatory school? Yeah. Wow. She wanted to be a doctor. Love it. She had to take like an entrance exam to get in and she like aced that shit. It was so smart. Blind colors. She was one of only like eight other girls that were in the whole school because they really tried to dis courage girls from even applying or What's trying. What's wrong? Why is this? Just And if you're in that, I, guess, I mean, 
Actually, I understand. I don't agree with it. Yeah. But I understand based on very flawed thinking. We understand it in the sense that we've been taught it. Yeah. We don't understand it in the sense that we agree. No. Or can see where you're coming from. We just know. You just think women should play a role. Yes. It's not something that we... The house women and like not. Yeah, it's not something anything. we can empathize with. So no, but, but we kudos understand, to we Frida happening at her yes. young age of whatever, fifteen, being like fuck that shit. I'm gonna become a doctor and y'all can suck it. Yeah, I think she's fifteen. Um, I'm already, I'm already impressed. She fell into a group of friends. Uh, I didn't write the name down, but they had a funny name. <laughs> it's called like, it was like the Red Caps, but in Spanish. Anyway, oh, okay. They were Rojo. like this little group of super smart kids that just like to like talk about politics and whatever. <laughs> and because, well, they didn't have TV back then. No. Tragically, there was no TV. But what? So they so talked real. about like the news? And yeah, stuff? they, well, they would, um, she pretty early on was a big supporter of the Communist Party and communism in general. So they would read like okay. Marx and they would read stuff by oh, Lenin wow. and just like discuss. I would have not fit in with that group. I would have tried. You might have back then, though. You know, like you never know what if you didn't have, if I didn't have TikTok and (laughs) TV to distract me, how much more reading would I do? (laughs) How much, how much more smart would I be? Back in the day, you know, reading was the leisure activity. That's true. I hate reading. (laughs) I don't hate. I like reading, but it is. I do have to like. I do have to stop doing the things. That are relaxing me. You know what I mean? Like I watch yeah. TV or I watch whatever to unwind. Yeah. And I have to stop doing that to read. And that's fine. I'm happy to stop doing that kind of relaxing stuff to get into a hobby or an interest or to learn stuff. Yeah. But it's not like, I need to relax. Let me go read a book. Like, yeah. That's not, that's not that's relaxing not me. to me. No. Me neither, Mav. I, I love learning things. I just don't. And I like this podcast is making me read a whole bunch of, you know, like it's really <gasps> yeah. specific books. You're teaching me. So this is how I prefer to learn. <laughs> Someone just yelled yeah, at me. Yeah, me too. In college, I always did really... That's what a history degree is to me, is just lectures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to... Did you have to read a lot of history books? I mean, they assigned them. <laughs> did I read them? <laughs> no. Gave the Spark Notes version. I wrote papers on them. Did I open it? No. How did you write a paper? I opened on, it. On the things you didn't read. Um... You read SparkNotes on it. That's true. And then you find a topic and then you expand on that topic with your own shit that you know. Yeah. That's so like how I survived high school. Yeah. I had a lot of, I mean. You want to hear something really? Yeah. This is completely, well, it's not really that off topic. Honestly, We're talking about it's reading. It's either staying in or it's going out. So go ahead and tell me. <laughs> okay. In high school, uh, I think this was, I don't know, sophomore, junior year. Um, one of our English teachers, my high school is like really known for the English program, like we had mm-hmm. a lot of like top tier English teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all, you know, very serious about like the, the work that they're giving out. And one of my teachers assigned some book. I don't know what fucking book it was. Graves of Wrath. Something for us to read. I, <laughs> I haven't read Graves of Wrath. I haven't been assigned it yet. Thank no, God. Really? But it's one of those books that's got like a chapter long first sentence, right? I don't know. I never read it. Not about but it. <laughs> I did read the Spark Notes version though. But then somebody... Do you ever read the spark notes of a book and you're like, this sounds kind of good, <laughs> but then still <laughs> maybe, don't read maybe it? Maybe I should read the whole thing. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. But I'm like, I already read it. I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need to read it again. I don't need to read this. Somebody gave the teacher my spark notes or like, <gasps> I know, someone like really just underhanded me entirely in that class. So and good. she, the teacher, ripped up 
it was like, I don't know how many pages of spark notes that I had printed out, but yeah. ripped them up in front of the entire class and like threw them. Like, threw Did she know it was your spark notes? Yeah. And then she was like, Lauren, go and pick all these up. And I was like, <laughs> isn't that crazy? The way that I just went, huh? <laughs> I just like meerkatted away from you. What do you mean? She was like, you pick it up. Yeah. She, no, I'm she, not physically doing she things. She tore them all up like oh. into little pieces and then threw them across the classroom and was like, this is like your punishment, I guess, for I like know reading that, spark notes. I know that we book. had it way easier than our like parents did. Like our parents, teachers would have literally like smacked you in the face and yeah. moved on. But that still seems unacceptable. Right? I was like, I didn't go to... To make me get up and, like, embarrass myself like that in front of everybody? Like, You're already embarrassed. Like, she already yelled at me and said whatever. I'm in high school. I live embarrassed. You don't have to help. You just, like, knowing... Honestly, you could have announced to the class that this was my spark notes and it was unacceptable and I would have melted anyway. I don't need to get up. Let's be real. I I wasn't the only student in that classroom, even in that freaking high school. In that fucking snitch, whoever that is. I know. Don't, you guys. We're on a team here. <laughs> yeah. It's us versus, it's us. It's a cutthroat high school ways, man. It's probably so my friend. And honestly, I think it was like my, a friend of mine, a friend. Not I'm a using air friend. quotes right now because like who else would have known? Yeah, who else would have known that I had the spark notes even to be reading? Like, wow. Actually, you know what I think happened? It's just like, oh, that's good. I'm going to go off on a whole tangent again. And we really are trying to make this episode shorter <laughs> than the two hour one we just did. That's true. We're going to speed like, through the rest of the time. We're going to try. Yeah. We just like the amount of homework that you were getting for all of your classes and then add on top of that, read however many chapters of the book they you want know, you to read. You're just. And if you don't read it, you're behind and the class is talking about it. Yeah. I was trying to be a good student. Okay. You're trying, trying to at least to. keep up. I at was. Least know what the fuck and you know what happened? About. I gave my spark notes to my friend to read. And then I think she got caught with them. And then she like Snitched. ratted me out. Yeah. And it was like, oh, these aren't mine. These are Lauren's. And then the teacher was just like accepted that because it was the truth. But like still, she didn't get in trouble for like reading my spark notes. I yeah. was just like the. She didn't trouble for getting caught. No. And she threw me under the fucking bus. And then. Not a friend. I had to pick up all those pieces. I was like, this is emotional. I never would have snitched on you. Emotional damage. I would have taken that to the grave. Would have emotional been like, damage. I just would have been like, oh, we're not allowed to have these? Oh, sorry. Uh, I thought this was a resource. Yeah. I went to high school and like... This resource was for free allowed on the internet and I can't read it. The late 2010s. Is that how you say that? I gradu- We graduated in 2011, right? You graduated the same year as me? 2010. Nice. Because yeah. you're so much older than I am. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're the same age, man. You're younger than me, but not by law. Not really. Not mm-hmm. anymore. I was younger than you for like January. Not anymore. She she used to be younger than me, but she surpassed yeah. me. <laughs> uh, well, you used to be now. 29 and I was 28 up until oh, that's February. that's true. And now, I'm, now we're, we're both 29. 29. Okay. It's upsetting. Right. I mean, it's fine. I'll get over it. I have, okay. you know, I've got eight months to not be upset about <laughs> I feel, turning 30. I feel good about my age. You should. You're yeah. very accomplished. Well, thanks, Mab. I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't seem that way. But I think you, everyone's doing great. We're oh. all doing fine. So she's got these friends. Oh, yes. Sorry, okay. back to Frida. Smart friends. The smart... The they're like, super smart. They're like the... What's that called? Advanced Well, placement. they're all smart. I think everyone in that school is smart. I think it's like um, a magnet high school. Okay. But they are also little pranksters. Oh, wow. They like to pull little pranks. They like, like to, like, the, set off firecrackers the and stuff and then there. run away. They're not just lame squares. Yeah. Um, at her school, at the same time that she was going there, the mural Creation 
was being painted by Diego Rivera in the, like, I didn't write down what room it was in, but basically in the, like, auditorium or the Great Hall, somewhere in that school, Mm -hmm. he's painting this mural. How old is Diego at this point? If she is 15, he is 36. This is weird. I was going to ask if it was weird, and it just got weird. Yeah. He's 21 years older than she is. Yikes. So, he's painting it. And Diego Rivera, just so you know, we will get to him. This is still her part, but he just is here. So he has to show up Uh, uh at this uh part of her story. Yeah. She doesn't like meet him. He says in his autobiography, and it said in a few others, that she asked if she could watch him paint. Uh But I've also read that that's not really what happened. So that might be something he just like went back. And once he met her as an adult, Uh well, a few years later. Once he meets her as more of an adult, yeah, he remembers. Like he can think back and remember who she was, but he didn't know her then. It's not uh, like he. It's not like they knew they he didn't j- like each have other a conversation then. or anything. I don't think so. What I've read more often is that she and her friends would like pull pranks on him while uh, he's painting the mural. Uh, that makes sense. He like that makes more sense. He's in a high school with like ladies <laughs> that are like half naked modeling for him for what? the mural. What is this mural? Because he is... This is a high school, right? He is a... He is a... The fuck king, is happening right now? He's a king fuckboy, this man. He, like, his... In the movie Frida with wow. Salma Hayek... Yeah, yeah. Which I think displays what I'm trying to tell you very well. Mm-hmm. He's basically, like, there with a model who's dressed in clothes that are falling off of her body. Yeah. And his wife comes in and is yelling at him, like, you don't need this model here. I know you're just sleeping with her. Like, fuck you. Yeah. And then leaves. But also, and then he starts to, like, have sex with that model. And I'm just like, you're in, in a school. school. You're in a school. What is this? Because Frida and her friends are watching this happen. That's why we see this moment <laughs> is because Frida and her friends are, like, hiding behind a pillar They're watching, watching it. Diego have sex with yeah. this model. Yeah. yeah. And so he starts to have sex with her and she would yell like, Diego, be careful. Your wife is coming back. Like from behind the pole. Oh, just like make him Frida mad would. and freak him out. Wow. That's a thing that she actually did. I don't know if he was like really sleeping with these models in the middle of the school or not, I... but she would like yell things out like, be careful, Diego. Your other <laughs> girlfriend's coming in. That's funny. And she would call him fatso. <laughs> Cause he's a big fat man. <laughs> He's like six foot, 300 pounds. He's huge. Wait, also, okay. (laughs) He's a big old boy. And she's not. She's very small. No, she's she's a 15 year old girl. Yeah, but in general, even when she's she's an adult, she's a very slim, like five foot something person. She's not very very tall or large. A small framed woman. Yes. Uh, Copy that. Also, she's a full on teenager. She's a teenager right now. But to be fair, he's not romantically going after her right now no he's just doing just other to weird be fair things. Things. <laughs> yeah 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 but like why what i uh, i don't understand what mural understand is being school painted so he we're we're gonna get into diego and we're gonna like talk women. about everything that comes there aren't naked women in the thing oh, there was just, a woman there to be a model for him and then she took her clothes off to have sex with him but, but okay but the he's painting people in the mural mm. so she would come in and just basically be like i'm gonna be the face of this yeah yeah, yeah figure that mural. you're drawing and then she just got so hot and bothered she was, he was like, such a charmer i don't know what it is about him but he I got guess. a lot of hot chicks i mean maybe back then like being big and he also had probably a lot of confidence funny yeah either way um frida like- wasn't super interested in diego right now because she was interested in alejandro someone her own age Gomez Arias. 
Okay, who's this guy? Arias. 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 He is basically the head of that group of friends that she became friends with. Um, you know, like, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. the, yeah, the yeah, cool yeah. kid in that group. That checks out. They start dating. That makes sense. He's also 15, 16, whatever. He might be a year or two older. Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're start dating, and they're, like, having fun. Yeah. Whatever. She... Getting down. Um, doing the dirty. She got a job, like, a part-time job to help her family out with some money. That's nice. And but she wouldn't always go. She would just say she's going and then oh, go hang out with that's less Alejandro. Nice, but like, but it was on one of these times that she was just out with him. Respect. That they got on a bus. Okay. To go home. Wait, what? They got like they were. She lived in um, this big blue house, La Casa Azul. Yes, I've been there. It's a Mexico you have? city. I have. That's this is so where I learned. cool. I know. So you'll know it's, it's really in, dope. I think now it's more in Mexico City than it used to be. Oh, they moved it? Well, Mexico City just used to be smaller. So oh. it would be like an hour outside of Mexico Got City. You. Yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty central, I think. Now. Yes. I now. think they've built the city around it. Yeah. As they've kept going. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. at the time it was, she had to take a bus for like an hour to get into the into town oh, to damn. go to school. Wow. Or to go to her job. Okay. So they were on, they were getting on a bus to go back. Yeah. And a terrible accident happened. Oh, no. This is September 17th, 1925. Oh, my God. It's the day before my birthday, but in many years before I was born. That's crazy. I know. Uh, She's 18 years old right now. Love it. Uh, Basically, she's on a bus, which the buses back then were made of, like, wood. It was basically, (laughs) like, a big, it's kind of like a big fruit truck. Okay. The people just, instead of having fruit in the back, they had, like, seats where people could sit. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. It just what just don't think a big normal bus. Yeah, not not greatly constructed. There were also trolleys that were connected by a wire, uh, like <laughs> trolleys are, so yes. that they uh, the bus tried to turn in front of a trolley, and the Ooh, trolley kept going just and T-boned the shit out of it, and it T-boned it. Fuck to the point where they were like the bus bent. Oh. It kept bending and bending and bending until it broke in half, and every like shrapnel went everywhere. Yeah. Alejandro was thrown from the truck. Oh, he died? No. He landed, like, miraculously uninjured. Like, he landed safely. And then once the bus broke, the trolley ran over all the people that fell off the bus. Oh! You know? And he, I think he was, like, under the trolley, but, like, right under it. You know how you can, like, so so that neither of the wheels really hit you? Miraculously uninjured. I just gagged a little bit. So he jumps right up. He might not be... (laughs) Uninjured, but he has no yeah, yeah, serious injuries. He's injury. fine. He's he jumps fine. up to go find Frida. Yeah, and the like the dragging and the shrapnel had pretty much ripped all of her clothes off. Almost, uh-huh. she's covered in blood, and there's a handrail going right through her. Oh, it's going the way that they put it. The fuck? was that it's going through her like abdomen. Yeah, through her uterus. Okay, so she's not having babies. Yeah, or maybe and they like. I think oh, I read somewhere that it was even like coming out of her vagina, like just the way that the it was uterine, going. Her uterus, the pole. Oh, the pole, like basically went from like her upper back or lower back, like throughout that way. Oh, and there's a passerby that's walking and is like, when they find her, is like, we have to get this pole out of her. Don't pull the pole out. Just like, don't pull the pole out. A PSA, if you're listening, don't ever do that. If you're, if there's ever a foreign object that becomes inside that, like, don't ends do, up stabbing don't touch you it. or impaling leave it you there. anyway, you leave that there. Do they have hospitals at this point? They do. Cause they <laughs> said that the man, he basically put his like 
foot or his knee on her body and to yanked like it out. Yank it what out. an idiot! And the did she? Alejandro said that her screams were so loud they drowned out the the sirens of the ambulance coming. I can only imagine. I and don't know what that man was. They thinking. moved her into like a billiard. There's like a billiard hall also, nearby where this crash was happening. How do you even survive that? And they move her over to this billiard ball because everyone thinks she's dying. She's losing she is so much dying. Blood. And, like, everyone thinks that she's dying. She's very much dying. And so dying. when the ambulance arrives, even, they think she's dead. Like, we like we have to take the people that we can actually help first. Yeah. So she wasn't even taken first. I don't understand how Somehow she, she like, gets... She gets to the aunt, the hospital. What the fuck is... Like... I... If I can find where I wrote it down. Okay. She suffered her right leg, which is the leg that was already hurt by yeah, polio. Yeah, it's just gone. It was shattered. It was broken gone. in, I think, like, 11 places. Yeah. It's still there. Oh. It's broken in, like, 11 places. I mean, was it ever really there, though? Her spine is broken in three places. Her collarbone's broken, and there's that metal pole. But I thought the dude pulled the metal pole. Yeah, the metal pole's pole gone now, but now gone. she's... It, pu- it punctured organs. Yes. Oh, my <clears throat> there, Jesus. She's taken to the hospital. They, they kind of put her back together. They don't think she's ever going to walk again. No. She is, she spends, spends like three weeks or a month in the hospital. That's it? Her parents never come to visit because they can't stomach looking at her. That's her older rude. sister is the one that like stays by her side the and is there when is she that about? I know, it's fucked up. I thought her dad was cool. I take it back. I think it's, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what? Like, I can't, I mean, my mom would have not left the hospital room, seriously? I guarantee you. Like, that's such my a. My dad would have selfish... left the hospital room because my mom was there. Like, he would have had the freedom to go do stuff yeah. my mom wouldn't have left and if my mom did leave my dad would be there like someone it would not like be family empty. would be there it would not be empty her, i mean she wasn't alone seven. her sister did come yeah, her older sister I, my parents was would, there for her would would be there yeah but like you don't i don't know if they really can't handle it and they really can't deal then it's probably best they weren't there I mean, if they're I, screamers I, that they're just gonna walk in and guess yell so but like get a fucking grip your daughter yeah. is dead and yeah. dying and then she spent months after that bedridden. So without being able to go to school, she was only in the hospital for like a month. She was in, she was only in the hospital for like a month, and she which went is home crazy. And she was in a full body cast, basically. That's insane. And so she was fully bedridden. Yeah, for months, and so wasn't able to go to school. Yeah, of course. And her dream of, of being a doctor kind of disappeared. That and she out. started using drugs, art <laughs> as an escape. <laughs> She started drawing hey. more. Well, that's a lot. Uh, that's a healthier coping mechanism. Her mom brought in um, an easel and a mirror for her while she was bedridden, so that she mm-hmm. could look use herself as a model for the painting and drawing that she was doing. Wait, say that again. So while she's bedridden, her uh-huh. mom brings in an easel, yeah, and puts it up so that she can reach it while she's oh, laying down. That's nice. I'm really getting and mixed sets up a mirror. Parents right now. Her, I think her parents are fine. Bed? No, that comes later. Uh, I think her parents are fine. They're just like. A little weird. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. She doesn't seem to have a huge problem with them. So okay. I'm not going to make That's it fine. for her. If you don't care for it, neither do I. Yeah. Alejandro, her boyfriend, does come and visit her, but... Nice boy. He is... Some books said that his like parents sent him away, mm. and other books say that he's just leaving to continue his education. He goes to Germany to... Like for college or something? To learn art. To go to art school in Germany. Or not art. 
I don't know what he's doing. But yeah, he continues oh. his studies in Germany. I cannot remember. Okay. He becomes a speaker later on in life. Oh, like a public speaker. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't That's look cool. into him much for yeah, yeah, yeah. this. But he goes to Germany to keep his education. So they're, okay. they kind of break up. Yes. Like he leaves and they break they're up. And she's pretty devastated about thing. it. One of her early portraits is for him uh-huh. in hopes that like, I mean, it's... Oh, of herself? Yeah. She sends it over to him. Oh. I can't remember what That's was romantic. special in it, but yeah. Probably her eyes moved in it. So at this point, yeah, she is trying to turn her attention back towards art. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And is really for the first time in her life kind of getting into it. Like really doing it instead yeah. of just like focusing on it in the it. background. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, she was able to walk again. It took a long time, but she... Honestly, the resilience of this woman to walk is, again. like, yeah. astounding. From this point on in the story, she is always... It's important to remember that she's always living with pain. Yeah. From this point on. Her back is always hurting her. Mm-hmm. Her leg is always hurting her. I imagine. Always. So. Wait, so the, the, the polio leg that got shattered... Yeah. That's that same leg. They just, like, amputate that shit? No, or it's like, still there. It's still, it's they just... set the bones, and she healed. Wow. Yeah. And she can, like, walk and stuff. Yeah. But it does hurt for her to walk for a while. She can't yeah. do as much as she could do before she the accident. She mostly move around in a wheelchair? No. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Finish paintings start to stack up. Like, she starts finishing paintings because yeah. she's actually working on them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The same time that these paintings are stacking up, her hospital bills are also stacking up. And it's becoming harder and harder for her family to make ends meet is and she, pay these bills. Is she continually going to the hospital, like, for checkups and things? Or, like, are these past well, bills she from... did need she did need more medical attention to be able to learn to walk again. It's not like she just waited at home until yeah, she could do yeah, that. Yeah, could stand up. And um, she had more surgeries in her life. She has, like... 30-something, 40-something surgeries. Yeah. So, like, those Insane. are always happening. Insane. She only lived to be 47, and she had over 30 surgeries. So that's at least one a year. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know and she died so young. for the so rest young. of her life. Sad. I got a lot to cover, though. So she lived a big old life. In she, did. she did. She did. She did so much in that time. So much happened to her. So she has all these paintings, and her family could use more money. Yeah. So she thinks, I could actually sell, sell these and make this. Yeah support us and help mm-hmm, support mm-hmm. us but i don't know if i'm any good yeah so she like decides to go to diego rivera to ask him to look at her paintings and tell her if he's any good how did this at this point he's a famous muralist oh uh, okay and okay, okay. um either her communist friends took her to communist <laughs> parties when she stopped <laughs> going to school like when yeah. she was done with that after mm-hmm. she'd been able to heal she is like 2021 20, at this point okay so either she met him at a communist party, yeah, like a fit, like met him and was introduced to him. Again, she remembers him, but he doesn't really remember her. Uh, is even, my understanding even, even now, like at this point, not yet. Oh, we're we're gonna go into Diego and then we'll come back to their meet cute. But they might have met at a party beforehand. But either not way, officially, they might have met officially at a, like they might have been. Here, this is Diego Rivera at this party. It's free to call. It nice to meet you. Yeah, and then like a week later, she decided to go ask him about. If she was any good at art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or she could have decided on her own. Remember that muralist? I really like his art. Because the whole time she was making fun of him, she did also like his art. Yeah. (laughs) And stuff. Like, she did also like and respect him. That's the OG way of flirting. But that, basically, she's going to ask him to look at her paintings to tell her, honestly, Mm -hmm. if this is something she should pursue or not. Yeah. So, 
Diego Rivera was born December 8th, 1886. An old fucking man. He is 21 years older than Frida. It's a lot of years. He was a twin. His brother Carlos died when they were two. Damn. Was it because of illness? I could imagine at that time. I think, um, well, I think he was a small baby. Diego or the the twin? They were both small and his parents didn't have like a ton of money. Uh-huh. But Carlos, I think, was sick from the get-go. Oh, he was like born. Born sick. a little sickly and just yeah. died. Damn. It's very sad for them. Baby birthing in that time of life is like, do it. was I don't want to do it now. Atrocious. When shit that makes it so easy. I know, but can you Easier, imagine like say. fucking back then? Uh-uh. It's a, it's surprised. I'm surprised any babies. I'm surprised the human race even made it through that fucking time. Well, honestly. that's why that's there's so many of us now, and there <laughs> weren't then. It's because they all die in childbirth or as children. That's true. Okay. True. True. So he has Judaism and Catholicism in his background, uh-uh. and he wrote a lot about the. Jewish part of his heritage, him feeling that. Like, he wasn't Jewish. He's an atheist. But I guess sort of the culture of Judaism and more the uh, anti-Semitism affected him. Like, he could feel that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not like, Like I don't... I don't think people were anti-Semitic toward him, but I think he could feel the struggle and, like, identify with that struggle. Jewish people, yeah. Okay. But he is an atheist. He began drawing at three... So it's different than Frida where he like really took it as almost a prodigy style level of interest in just drawing. He did? He was drawing constantly. Yeah. At three. Okay. Just drawing, drawing, drawing. And he would draw on the walls and his like dad was worried he would ruin the walls. And so he made uh, Diego's room. He painted it all like a chalkboard. Wow. They had that at that time? Like chalkboard paint? I guess. Yeah. I mean, they would have had to have some way to make a chalkboard. That's true for the children in the school. Also, um, shout out to these supportive parents. Yeah, he had a whole room that you know? he could just draw in constantly. Wow, must be nice. At 10, he started to study art in school, and uh-huh. he was uh-huh. put into nicer and nicer art schools and patroned he's, he's by... He's leveling up. Yeah, I think like a governor in Mexico wow. supported, like sponsored him to go and learn at an art school. He went to Spain in 1907. So the year that... Frida was born. born. He's in full adult, 21 years yeah, old, yeah. going over to Spain to keep learning He's about a art. full, grown-ass man. Yeah. He uh, moved around Europe for a lot. He started in Spain, and then eventually he went and made his, like, home in Paris mm-hmm. and was drawing. Yeah. He met a lot of other artists that were going around there and learned under them. He met Picasso. Hey. And Shout out to became Picasso. friends with him and was actually really doing a lot of cubist work at this time. I like it. Picasso. And <laughs> I love that audio. <laughs> uh, he kind of started to think about what he wanted his art to do and what he wanted his art to mean and yeah. how his art could help his communist interests. Because he's also um, really a strong so like supporter a pol- of communism. He's like a political artist. Yeah. So the idea of making these paintings just for rich people to buy was mm-hmm. not something that he was wanted into. to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted art that could affect people in a place where a lot of people could see it. Okay. And he moved away from cubism because he didn't like, I mean, he liked cubism. I don't want to say he didn't like cubism, but one of his goals was that people, 
of any class could see it and understand what he's trying, the point he's trying to make. And cubism is so hard to understand. Yeah. That's the whole point of it is really to be letting <laughs> it be up to, to interpretation and stuff. Got so you. he wanted to be, he wanted stuff in places where everyone could see it and he wanted it to be really more clear cut. Yeah. Like, and so that led him nice. to saying like murals are the way to go. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Huge. People are going to pay me to do it, so I actually get to make money from the art. Yeah, and I don't have to sell it to a rich person so they can keep it in their house. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure he probably would have gotten really annoyed just making like pro communist art that goes in these bajillionaires' Uh, houses. Yeah, that no one ever sees, but except them. Yeah, except other rich people who don't. It doesn't. Who doesn't? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Okay. So he's got a plan. He becomes a muralist. Yeah. He now. settles into a post-impressionist style. Cool. Simple. F- he so uses more simple forms and really vivid colors. I which love are, that. Are also inspired by his Mexican culture because there's a lot of really vivid culture yeah. of colors in their art and fashion and stuff Shout like that. Shout out to Mexican culture. Uh, while in Paris, he married a Russian artist. Her name is Angelina Beloff in 1911. So okay. Angelina Beloff. Wait, he's in, in Paris. He's in, he's Paris, in Paris for like a decade. Okay, so wow. this is all. So like he's hard, just like a long time learning art, doing more art, and is like changing his style, meeting Picasso. All that stuff is happening over a decade. In his twenties and thirties. Yeah, his whole twenties basically. He's is doing this. Okay. He marries Angelina Beloff. Well, something said that he didn't actually marry her. It was like more of a common law situation. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but he still was having even if he married her or not, he was still sleeping with a bunch of other people. Wow. And had a baby with a different Russian painter. Okay. In 1919, he had a daughter. Diego's so out here with a with a completely different woman. Well, he's about to leave and go back to Mexico and leave his Russian wife. He's got a Russian wife. He but then marries a, baby. a Russian painter. Yes. Okay. A Russian artist. I don't know if she paints or not. Named Angelina Beloff. Yeah. In 1911. Okay. He is. Let's just say that he's married to her. There yeah. are some things that maybe he. They never really officially got married. Yeah. But, but basically, by all accounts. Yeah, yeah. It's his first wife. Okay. He has numerous affairs and has a, a daughter with someone oh, else. Some, some other lady. Some other woman. In 1919. What a dog. He divorced Beloff and married a Mexican novelist, Guadalupe Marin, in 1922. Guadalupe. But by then, he has already returned to Mexico. He returns to Mexico in 1920. Is he just like, fuck the daughter that I have and yeah. this other woman? Well, he never officially claimed that daughter. Wow. But he Yeeks. supplied some money throughout his life. Yeeks. Yeah. I feel like that's claiming them. I don't know. Speaking. See, I have this whole thing with Diego where yeah. it's kind of like, well, if Frida was fine with it, then I guess it's fine. I guess, but Frida's... But, like... Frida... <laughs> it also could be that he was just in this, like, artist beatnik, beatnik, like, free love kind of groups the whole time. And I if guess. everyone... Mo- if, every- if everyone that he's around is moving in those groups, but, and it's fine with everyone that you're having sex with these people, was then it's it, fine. Though? I don't know. Was also, it? also... I, no one, it was not mentioned at all in any of the books I read, the fact that he was in Europe for the entirety of World War One. Oh. And just no one mentioned it. World War One is, I think, like the 1914 to 1917. Yeah. He's in Paris. Just vibing. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Living his life. Yeah. The Russians that he's meeting left Russia right before or right during the Russian Revolution where the communists like took over. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Like that's he's in the middle of that, and it's not mentioned at all. No one cares because it. I, I guess it just didn't have enough of an effect on him to that he did anything about. Yeah, that at all. World War One wow. is occurring. Maybe he and maybe he Alejandro, like- Alejandro goes to Germany in nineteen twenty. He also goes in like nineteen twenty. So Germany's not okay. No. Wait, why does he go to Germany? Alejandro was her boyfriend in oh. high school that went to go learn. It's around that same time period that he's but coming back. Alejandro's going. I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. It's like okay. f- like five years after. But they don't know each other. No, they don't know each other. That's not there. It's not intertwined at all. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying in like 1925, Alejandro is heading his ass over to Germany. Yeah. Like it's not in the middle of hyperinflation. So I was like, how are you and even like, able to travel? If, like as that? if the Nazis aren't slowly starting to gain speed. <laughs> Over the next 10 years after that. And I'm just like, no one's talking about this, but this is happening. How are people going? They talk a lot about, to be fair, they talk a lot about the Mexican revolution that's happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. That this is happening. Like, it starts when Frida's three and it lasts for like 10 years. Yeah. Which the um, the people of Mexico overthrow their president, who was, like a di- who was actually a dictator. Yeah. And like put other people in power. So power that's to happening. the people. That's happening in the background of Frida's childhood. Okay, she's already dealing with so much shit. Like she, I mean, she dealt with it. She, it was a part of her growing up and all that stuff. Yeah, it just it doesn't. I mean, like personally, really deep, and I don't like talking about war. But at the same time, World War One seems like a really big deal if you're in Paris. True, it just seems like something that should affect you. Yeah, well, maybe that that's some some insight into like Diego's mental state. That was insane to me. That is kept reading. It was like surely someone's gonna mention. Just real offhanded. At least tell me that he didn't care about World War One because none of the books even mentioned it. Like it didn't I mean, happen. I guess that that is clear. That and I wouldn't have care. cared about World War One if they were in Mexico at the time, you know. But it's yeah. just the fact that he was in Europe. Yes, he's in the epicenter. Whatever you go off, Diego. <laughs> okay, so he but he comes back to Mexico in 1920. Okay, um, that's when the revolution is kind of over and so the new government or the new people in charge of the mexican government Mm -hmm. are focusing a lot more on these social works and the oh god the minister of the education department or something like that like whatever his title is whoever Mm -hmm. is in charge of the education department in mexico starts hiring diego and other artists to put art like social commentary art in In public places Oh, just like out and about. And then everywhere. he goes a couple of, like he does it in that school. And then he also does it in the like, I think in a big bank in Mexico and oh. a couple of government buildings. Okay. You know. Yeah. Anywhere there's a big old wall. Oh, this is good. I like this. Yeah. Getting the political art out there. They, so he marries Guadalupe Moran in 1922 and they have two daughters. Cute. One is Guadalupe. Guadalupe. Guadalupe Junior. names her daughter Guadalupe. And then the other one's name I forgot. Well. It was something. <laughs> she had a name. Um, Guadalupe Guadalupe. Junior. They were still married in 1927 when Frida comes to see him. Yikes. Well. But Frida comes. So Frida goes where he's painting his murals. Nice while it lasted. And is standing. Like he's up in the air. Uh-huh. On scaffolding. Yeah. Painting. Yeah. And she yells, come look at this. And he said, okay, come up here. And she said, no, you have to come down here. So he makes her, yeah. Frida makes him climb all the way down off his scaffolding. And then she's like, look, I'm not here to flirt with you. I'm not like, 
I'm not over here to seduce you. I just want your full real opinion if this is any good. Yeah. And so he looks at her paintings and he says, yeah, no, they are good. I like them. And she says, okay, you have, like, I know I've heard the rumors about you that if a girl is anything but atrocious, you'll lie and say whatever you need to do. Yeah, to get into her She's pants. like, that's not the point here. I want to know for real. Yeah. I can take it if I'm not good. Mm-hmm. What I don't want to do is keep going in this. If, if it's not going to go good. anywhere. Yeah. And he's like, no, it is, it is really good. And he kind of becomes a mentor like figure for her and okay. for the rest of his life Yeah, and their life together. He talks about her art. Like it is so good. Wow. He really is so supportive of it. Even when they're having problems so nice. personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. he is still just like her, her art's art amazing. Great. And he really goes to bat for her art and helps like, tells, like, when he has meetings with rich people, like, uh-huh. they're, they're examples of, like, rich people buying her paintings from him. Yeah. Because he's just like, these are so great. Hey, well, that's really sweet of yeah. him, you know? That he he's can not put, a bad guy, I guess. He can put those personality differences aside. It's so weird. Yeah, I think with everyone but talent. Frida, he's awful. You know um. what I mean? <laughs> like, not really. Like, he's not awful to people he doesn't know. Yeah. But it was really, like, his love for her made him a better person. Well, that's that's He still love. cheated, though. On her. Yeah. Oh, yes. On everyone. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't... Wasn't enough to make him faithful. But, um, you know, at least he supports her art. Yeah. They quickly fell in love, despite her saying that she wasn't <laughs> flirting and she wasn't you. into this. I just want you to make my art's good. And then also... Yeah. They were. Give me your dick. They got married in 1929. Okay, so divorces. Her, he at some point between 1927 and 1929, he divorces. He's that like, I don't like you anymore. Peace yeah. out. Which I mean, honestly, and his kids out, too. Girl. He was like Guadalupe, Guadalupe Junior and Senior. <laughs> you got to hit the road. No, no, no. He didn't. Frida's do that. coming in. But they get married in 1929. Her mom, Frida's mom, was absolutely against it. She did not like that he was much older than her. I mean, that's... That's a fair point. That's fair. That she did fair. not like that he was an atheist. Also, maybe fair. I mean, if you're I super Catholic, it's... You can have that if you want to, I guess. You can uh, be yeah. mad about it. But that's... Yeah. If you hold on to that and let your daughter leave your life, then that sucks for you. Yes. But that's not what she That did. wouldn't be she the hill I like, would die She just on. didn't like it. Sure. And she actually didn't go to the wedding, but she didn't, like, never talk to her daughter again. She that's just didn't good. Like it. She actually said that it was the... Um, marriage of an elephant to a dove. Wow. <laughs> they really want to harp yeah, on how, how just big huge. Diego Diego's a big guy. Was. And, and how Frida's small, small and Frida was. And gentle. Such as uh, her dad lady. was more supportive. I mean, he wasn't okay. like, this is the best thing yeah, ever. It's a great idea. But he was moon. more supportive. Particularly because what he really was concerned about was whether or not Diego could provide I was gonna say that. for Frida. Money. Yeah. And Diego did have money. He was making a lot of money to do these murals, and he had enough to be able to support her. Yeah. And he actually paid off their house. Well, that's nice. Because the they'd gone, they gone into debt. Yes. The Blue House. It's a museum now. Yeah. A dope-ass museum. Yeah. Sure, I'll go see it. Um, they had gone into debt to pay the bills, to pay the medical bills. Oh, And so he yes. made sure that they weren't going to lose their house. And honestly, once he did that, his her mom kind of started to come around. Like, maybe he's... Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe he's he really okay. does care about her and he's not that bad. I mean, he, I'm sure they, he does, but... However, I get it. he told Frida that he was incapable of monogamy. I don't even think he ever tried. That's he almost immediately started having affairs. Honestly, probably true. Yeah. Like, good on his self-awareness. His ex-wife. Even though it's probably a cop-out, but... Live... They, they went to Diego's house... To live once they got married. Frida? Frida, Frida and Diego went uh-huh. to Diego's house once yeah, they yeah. got married. Okay. 
Diego's ex-wife and his children lived in an apartment above that house. Oh. And Frida didn't love that. I but was like, then, was this planned? Or did uh, that's the not wife and Frida kind of became friends and like, you know, huh. kind of a like, we have to just accept him who he is and move on with our like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, you know, I'm sure the ex-wife is like, I'm honestly probably way better off now. Like when she got over it, it was just like, this yeah. is better for me to not have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> so, but she taught so Frida. Frida. She taught Frida how to like cook all the foods Diego liked and whatever, you know, that's how to do nice. all the stuff that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, a we wife love, would need to do. We love teamwork. After the wedding, Frida really embraced her traditional Mexican culture. She started dressing like the Tijuana women, the like like long ruffle skirts mm-hmm. and then the bright embroidered yeah, shirts yeah, yeah. that she's super yeah. well known for. The gold jewelry. Love it. The, so, the way that she kept her hair. So pretty. Yeah. Wasn't Frida kind And Diego gay? loved that. Loved that too. Yeah. Um... None of the books really went into it and talked about it, but yeah. she was for sure bi. Yeah. And it was the kind of thing with Diego where he... It's probably into <laughs> Well, Diego could cheat and do whatever he wanted. Yeah, of course. And if she cheated, if it was with a woman, he was like, that's, that's fine. fine. <laughs> that's fine. But sure. if it was with a man, he was violent yeah. and so angry about uh, it. Like, he wasn't violent. I don't think he, like, hit her, but he yeah. would, like, come in, like, shooting in the air, being like, how dare you? Wow. Just, like, really... Over the top. He, they were both very aggressive, dramatic, <laughs> just like way over the top. Just chose violence every day. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Right, so the political about. climate in Mexico starts to get a little bit touchy for Diego and Frida. Not oh. like really, but just they're so pro-communist. Yeah. That other artists in their group were starting to get like arrested at things. Oh. And they just were because of them. No. Because the like they would have friends in their communist groups that they're friends with. Yeah. So a different communist artist would get arrested at their gallery or whatever for whatever Gosh, for yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was just kind of starting to get to not be the vibe, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. And at the same time, there were American art collectors and admirers of Diego's work that were like, come over here. We want you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, so he got hired. To, like, poach him. Yeah. He got hired in San Francisco to come make a mural there. He created okay. the making of a fresco showing the building of a city in 1930. Cool. So they had gone a little bit before that. Not really that Ooh. much before that. Wait. Gone, but they got gone. married in 1929. And so by 1930, they're in San Francisco and he's painting this mural. They live there. Yeah, they moved there for a few months. Wow. The way that Diego's life works... He's kind of a nomad. ...is that he sort of has to go wherever they're going to pay him to make mm-hmm. the mural. Okay. It's not like the kind of artist that Frida is, where she can paint the painting and then sell send it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And send it to wherever it needs to go. He's got to, like, be He's there. He's got to be there to, to put the it on the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, makes sense. The fresco, and or not the fresco, but the mural that he creates in San Francisco, which fresco is the same thing, because it's the... the the way that he paints it, you know? A fresco is a, fresco. a, a style of a fresco, painting? I believe a fresco is um, a painting that... It refers to both a type of painting and the way that he painted it. Okay. So I'm not... So, it's a mural. So I keep calling it a mural. But they also <laughs> call it a fresco because it's the way that the paint is in the plaster and stuff. Uh-huh, and so uh-huh. like when it dries, it's a part of the plaster um, on the wall. Okay. Okay. As opposed to just like painting on a wall. Yes. Not it's like, like it's in the plaster. Like... It lasts a lot better that way. Okay. Cool. Um, it's 
basically like there's a the murals underneath and then he's painted himself and his scaffolding painting the mural wait a second this is so meta <laughs> he's he paints a mural yes and then underneath the mural he's like doing a portrait of himself painting the mural right did i say that right okay say it again so he he's he paints a mural like he does the mural part of it whatever the hell that is and then below yeah. that he paints he does he paints like his reflection like him it's, not, it's his painting. back though it's like he it's like you're standing watching him paint the yes. fresco but it's that that's the painted fresco yes here's a picture of it you see oh um, no come back you see Wait. So it's like there's a fresco underneath it, and then he's painted the scaffolding and himself. That's him. And all these right positions, there. he just is moving. Or I think those might be assistants. They're helping him out. Him. Oh. Like these two people are in the fresco. Like they're in the fresco that's being painted. They're not there, but these two people are the assistants that he's painting. Okay, I kind of get it. I mean, it looks cool. It looks cool, and it's a bunch of different scenes of the creation of San Francisco, and that. Like that is the painting, or there yes, is a this mural is the that doesn't have any of that above that. No, this okay. is the whole mural. Were they always like that? I won't click this. Not what either. do you mean? Were they always like that? Like, is that how we painted everything? No, like in this, this is a different like, one. Fourth wall breaking. This is a different one in San Francisco, so you can see what really what cool. a lot of his stuff have in common is that they are a lot of people. Yeah, and it's putting a lot of different scenes together. Okay, in one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On his way back to Mexico in 1920, he had stopped mm-hmm. in Italy and had looked up at the Sistine Chapel, mm-hmm. which I think is very indicative of what he's trying to do. And taking this big space, like the Sistine Chapel has a bunch of different smaller spaces. Yeah. Smaller illustrations uh-huh. in the middle of, in this bigger thing. So it's not just one big thing, you know, it's not yes. like the Sistine Chapel you're looking up and it's all just 700 just people one. standing together. <laughs> it's like... Three people over here doing this thing. It's God talking to Adam over yeah, here. It's, it's whole, all the like, saints hanging out at the other end. I get you. I get They're you. all I doing a bunch you. of different yes. things. So I think that's what he's kind of trying to do. He'll have like men putting up the steel beams that are making <laughs> the skyscrapers next to farmers that are farming the land yeah. next to like the Bringing inventors. all the different pieces all of together. life yeah. together. How sweet. It's like a quilt. While they were in San Francisco... They were treated like celebrities. They arrived and everyone was mm-hmm. so excited to see them and meet them. And of course, Frida arrives Frida? in traditional. They knew that she was his wife. Oh, okay. So that's so her role. So he was famous. Like... She showed up as wife, but she showed up in her traditional attire. The uh-huh. long dress with the... And yeah, that yeah, was yeah. like something they had never really seen oh, before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she was so walking like, around. Wow, who is this? She would stop people in their tracks on the street when they would see her who because it would just be so woman? beautiful. She also is so pretty. Yeah. Like, that's not the point of her. But if you've seen her self-portraits, yeah. she's ten times prettier than those <gasps> self-portraits. And I think she's really pretty in those self-portraits. You see that easel? Yeah. <laughs> she's in the room! <laughs> she's in the room! Yes. She's so... She really, like, focused in on the, like, unibrow and the mustache yeah, thing. But yeah. I think when you saw her in person, that's not really... That wasn't an area yeah. of her that stood out. Like, no. she was so pretty. I feel like that was, like, a political statement, too. Yeah. At some point. So she's just walking around being gorgeous and like people are stopping and <laughs> just staring radiating at her. beautiful energy. She didn't love it though. Diego did. Diego no. loved being the star and of having course. all this attention on he him. Like that. She called it Gringolandia. <laughs> and I was like, fair. 
That's fair. <laughs> she thought that everyone in San Francisco, which they didn't specify, but I'm going to have to think she meant all the white people in there, were yeah. just bland. They're, she didn't like their food. Honestly, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. She said, <laughs> she said that they all have faces like unbaked rolls. <laughs> I was like, damn. Oh, Frida. You're not wrong, though. With You're not wrong, though, hard Frida. hard burn. Go off, Frida. That's true. Speak your truth. She's also in constant pain. So she really liked walking <laughs> around and, like, seeing all the stuff and stuff. But the walking around did hurt. Yeah. Did hurt her to just walk around She's places. like, there's nothing visually to distract me here from all this pain. It's all yeah. boring fucking unbaked bread. Yeah. Um, she did, like, the agriculture. She okay. saw the farms in California. Yeah. And I kind of was like, when I started reading about that, I was like, I feel like she probably would like California the best. I don't know. Because it is, first of all, very close to Mexico. True. And it has, at least back then, it probably had just farms full of really brightly colored food. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, you know. Like things. She- all year round, we can just grow food. It's true. She would have loved the landscape. And she did. She made a portrait for Luther Burbank, who helped... Burbank? I know. I don't know if he's related to these Burbanks or not, and I didn't check. Uh, I'm but sure I think he, he might is. be. I bet he... I assume he is. It sounds... It checks out. Um, but he was a real innovator in agriculture. And he had mm-hmm. died before she ever came there. So she uh, didn't make the portrait for him, but she painted a portrait of him. That was really cool. And okay. I think it's somewhere probably up in San Francisco. I bet someone has it there. Yeah. I didn't check on its whereabouts. So she's also painting, was kind of that point. Like, he's mm-hmm. making these big murals, and she yeah. is, doing in her, her free time, painting yeah, yeah. and doing whatever she wants. What, in her free time, so what is she, does she have, like, a... She uh, really is, at this point, just kind of being an artist's wife. Just there, supporting her husband. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cute. Go off, But Frida. she's, you know, free trip to San Francisco. Like, you get to That's travel true. and see all these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, I think she took advantage of... Milk it. ...the situations that she was in. She just would have rather be in Mexico. Yeah. But after San Francisco, mm-hmm. they he was hired to do a painting in Detroit. Hey. They before they went to Detroit. Shout out to Michigan. Gang they gang. like they they really word it that they were like on the way to Detroit. They stop off in New York, and I'm just like, that's not how you get there. No, that's not how geography you, works. You didn't go the right way. They go to New York before they go to Detroit. Okay, because the MoMA is having an ex- exhibition or exhibit. Okay, exhibit. I think it's an exhibit, not ex- an exhibition. Ex- Exhibit. I think it's an exhibit. I think it's exhibition. <laughs> I think exhibit is like a singular yeah. thing. And an exhibition is like... But it would be an exhibit then. Wait, what was it, what did you say before all of this? <laughs> I think they did an exhibit of Diego's work in the MoMA. Oh, okay. Okay. That, Basically. That's, I also think that's probably grammatically correct too. Either way, we all know what they did. (laughs) The MoMA was basically brand new at this time, and they had only ever done one other solo artist exhibit. Oh. They only ever had one. Solo artist. What would they do? They just did Diego by himself. So they might do, in between, like, they might also do things that are, like, female artists and have a bunch of female artists. Or they'll have Mexican artists and have a bunch of Mexican artists. This was just Diego. Diego was spotlit. We're only doing Diego's work. And he did a bunch of new paintings to go in the MoMA oh. for this exhibit. He was only the second one. The first one was Matisse. <gasps> that really shows just how famous and important yeah. Diego was at big this time. Big time, big time. The I MoMA mean, is new. Like, that's... The MoMA is, like, almost brand new. Also, those are big shoes to follow in, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Diego's doing his freaking thing. This was in November of 1931 that they were put in the MoMA. 
Or he was put in the mama. Five years later, my grandma was born. Wow. I know. It's so weird when you go this far back because it feels forever ago, but then as they keep living, yeah, they start to be alive. Yeah. Insane. Time. Time, man. It's kind of fucking scary. It's terrifying. Then after they do, after they do that, and they go to a bunch of parties in New York, there are lots, there's a big artist presence in New York. There always mm-hmm. has been. Yes. Well, not always, but there has been. New York is New for York. For most of the time. This the is also apple. the Great Depression, just oh, so we're also geez. remembering that okay. timing is that happening. sucks. It doesn't really affect Frida and Diego. <laughs> How are they just unaffected by like well, every single huge life event They're that Mexican, right? And the Great Depression isn't happening in Mexico. No, but they're not so in Mexico. everyone in their family that they know is totally fine. Like that's not affecting them. Other stuff yeah. affected them, but this isn't. Yeah. They're coming to the United States and to all these cities to do specific jobs for really rich people that's, that also aren't being affected by true. it. So it's affecting them. They're in above it all. It's affecting them in the sense that obviously they can see all these poor people. Yeah. And that sucks. And they it doesn't don't like drive them, them to yeah. want to do anything. That was like Frida. That was one of her big problems was just seeing all of these super rich people walking out of their big fancy buildings and walking by homeless people. Mm-hmm. Like I think in Mexico it, for her, at least, it wasn't really... You didn't see these poor people that much. They oh, weren't they were just out on the street. Some? Maybe they had places to go. They're like, maybe they there. had a better... Oh. A I don't better, know. Like, homeless uh, like yeah. housing situation. It really, I'm not really sure what happens in Mexico, but the point that she made was that she hadn't been confronted with the poor people that she was trying to help mm-hmm. in person as much as she was in the U.S. Gotcha. Maybe that's good. It's fucking up in her face now. Yeah. She can't. No longer can ignore it. I guess so. Diego doesn't give a shit, though. He cares. Diego has... Diego sort of this whole time and through his whole life has this problem between his communist beliefs and his desire to help support the working man and the artist's life of Of creating for rich people because that's who has the money to buy your paintings. And, like, balancing that. sleeping around. They... Like, he makes a whole bunch of money... And even when they're both making a whole bunch of money, they're never really rich because they give a lot of it away. So they mm-hmm. do try and help people and they're always willing to like let people into their home and help people get yeah. food and whatever. Like That's they are nice. they are really generous. Yeah. Um Diego just likes the attention, I think. They go that to Detroit sense. and they do a mural for the son of Henry Ford hires them to do a mural. Okay. Or yep, him. Yep, yep. Not them. He hires. Yeah. Uh Frida does not like Henry Henry Ford. He's a major capitalist, which is like the opposite of a communist. Yes. And he's anti-Semitic and he's just really sucks. Yikes. And she like didn't, you know, they, they weren't artists at these parties that they had to go to now. It was like no. industry people and she just did not like it. It's like car people. Yeah. <laughs> Motor city people. Uh, but while they were in Detroit... She did a whole lot of painting. She painted a whole lot of paintings that actually are still worth a whole bunch of money. And like, Mm -hmm. because she would paint stuff and like give it away. Like she wasn't selling her paintings yet. Okay. And they are, there are a lot of paintings from her time in Detroit that are really, really valuable now. Nice. Yeah. And people started to take notice of her as a painter. Mm -hmm. There would be reporters who would like see her painting and Diego would be like, she's an amazing painter. She's so great. Like, cause he always, anytime it was brought up, he was like, she's so good. Yeah. And so they would write, like, Diego Rivera's wife is also a painter. Isn't that fun? You know? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, also a yeah. painter. 
Awesome. Um, it she had to leave Detroit because her mom got sick. Aww. So Diego stayed, but she went home. Okay. She goes back to Mexico. A week later, her mom dies. No, they bury mama. her mom. That's sad. And she's in by in six weeks' time, she's back in Detroit. So she kind of just comes home yeah, for the funeral and helping her family heal and stuff, and, and then, then comes back. Her dad is still alive, but her mom is gone. She's not really close with her dad, or she she is? was really close with her dad. She wasn't that close with her mom. <coughs> right. Yes, yeah. her dad helped but, her with her you know, art. Your mom's stuff. your mom, and her mom was kind of not really. She was just really like, strict, different. Yeah, and really had really specific ideas of what she wanted her daughter to be, and her daughter wasn't that. Oof. You know? I can relate. After they finish the Detroit mural, they go back to New York City because they have been hired by a Rockefeller hey. to paint a mural in the RCA building. Just just name dropping all so over the place. They, basically, he goes, Diego goes uh-huh. to the Rockefeller, submits a draft or a sketch of what the mural's going to be, mm-hmm. gets it approved, starts painting it. It's supposed to be, again, a whole group of people. It's supposed to be like a group of workers. Yeah. And then there's one person in the group that was more of a leader of the workers. Okay. That was kind of front and center. So that's why he kind of, and he was a little, like, he just looked like a leader in all the drawings. And as he started painting him, that guy started to look more and more like Lennon. John Lennon? As in the communist. <laughs> John Lennon. <laughs> Not like John Lennon. Not like John Lennon. Like the leader of the communist like revolution in Russia. Wait, wait, sorry. What? So, uh, so what? in Russia and during communism, yeah, you start with Lenin, who helped, who kind of like won the revolution. They were like, it's very complicated. Uh-huh. I'm not going to get into it. Yes. But basically Russia, communism in Russia hailed Lenin. He was he was their the, ideal the, leader yeah, guy. The communist you know? leader. Uh, was he perfect? No. But is anyone perfect? He's much better than Stalin. So like there are two. There's oh, Lenin yeah. and then there's Stalin, Stalin that people talk about with communist Russia. Lenin's the good one. Stalin's the bad Stalin's one. Stalin's really To keep it really simple. Yes. Okay. Okay. So he started to look more and more like Lenin. Wait, who? Oh, sorry. I missed this, the This guy in the mural. That Diego That Diego painting. is painting. Okay. Just accidentally just looks more and more like Lenin. Yeah. While he's painting it, it's just where the art took him. But and not then on people, purpose. Or is he it wasn't on purpose. doing it on purpose? It wasn't on purpose in the sense that he planned to do it. But once it started to look like Lenin, he just made it look like Lenin. Yeah. And he leaned in. Yeah. Leaned on And in. then there started to be protests for it because Ooh. people don't like Lenin. People don't like communism in the United States. Yeah. They kind of still have an attitude about it. Yeah. Because they, they still do. don't understand what it fucking means. No, they don't. Um, also, I think at this time, maybe not. I was going to say, I think we're dealing with Stalin right now, which we might be. And Uh, Stalin sucks. So it would politically. Yeah. But we were friends with Stalin until we're done with the Nazis. So I don't know why we're so mad about it. Anyway. Anyway. So sorry. (laughs) So they're they're protests because it looks like Lenin. Yes. In the picture. And so the Rockefellers are like, what the fuck? He was not in the drawing that we approved. You need to make it not look like Lennon. And yeah. he refused. Wow. And so... Diego holding to his guns. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Which, to be fair, if he would have changed it, it would have looked really bad on him. In my opinion. Why? He would have looked like a flip-flopper. He would have looked like he really was a capitalist, like everyone is saying he is. It oh. really would have hurt his... If he never made it look like Lennon, then it wouldn't have been a problem. But yeah, since people already that knew that he, that he did... did 
because there were protests against it, but there were also protests for it. Yeah. So like, like people knew this. and people had opinions about so it. So he had to pick a side. Yeah. Uh, one day, a whole bunch of men came in, kicked Diego Beat and his assistants. No. They kicked Diego and his assistants out of the room they're painting the mural in. Uh-huh. They hung up a big curtain and then smashed the mural off the wall. Wow. The yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Because they won't. I mean, he was paid for it. He got his check, but they got they destroyed the mural. It was after it was already done. The mural. It was almost done. He was still working on it. Oh wow! Wow. So I'm assuming they uh, left. Yep. This is Detroit, right? So this is still in New York. York. Oh, also, while she was in Detroit, she had a really, really bad miscarriage. So she's. Unable to, she was told when she got in the accident uh, yeah. that she would not be able to have kids. That seemed clear. There was a doctor in Detroit that thought maybe it would be possible. Wow. So she had gotten pregnant a few times before that, but every time she got pregnant, she would have a sort of medical abortion because it wasn't safe for her to carry yeah, the child baby. to term. Then I think a doctor in Detroit. Detroit kind of thought maybe they could do it. They could figure it out because uh-huh. it was something that she really wanted and yeah. then she lost it and it was very traumatic. It was very Aww. bad. She made a couple of paintings expressing just how upset she was yeah how hard it was yeah that's sad and while in new york she did the painting my dress hangs my dress hangs there i think it's there not here my dress hangs there which is a picture Mm -hmm. it's not a self-portrait because she's not in it but her dresses like the traditional taiwanan dress that she would normally wear Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is there and it's sort of surrounded by there's like one side that's Mexican flowers and it looks really beautiful. And the other side is like smoke and industrial buildings and just like uh-huh. showing how much she did not like. Oh, to being be in, in Detroit. New York. Or New York. This was, I think this was New York, but like, yeah, she just didn't like America and that she didn't want to be here anymore. Of things. After, you and me both, Frida. After the drama with the Rockefellers, she, she did not want to stay. She wanted to go back to Mexico. Yeah. She pushed for it. He wanted to stay. But she was like, For what? no. For why? I mean, he could get another mural job. Could he, though? I'm sure he could. Okay. He was still famous. And they still paid him. I think he thought... I think well, that he thought that his future and his career was in the States. Yeah. You know? They Maybe. could go to Chicago and paint a mural there. That's like, true. you know, there are all kinds of places that There's he could There's a lot of go. rich people in, in the States. Yeah. But okay. But, but she, she was didn't like, want to. I'm, I'm out. And she pushed fuck, for it. Fuck this shit. And so they went back to Mexico. They okay. returned to Mexico in 1934. He was not happy about it. And mm-hmm. he made sure that she knew that he was bitter and mad and blamed her for them leaving. Yeah. He did build them um, a new house together. Mm-hmm. That's basically like two boxes. One studio for each of them. His is a really large pink building. Mm-hmm. And hers is a really small blue building. And then there's a bridge between them. That okay. connects both the buildings together. Is there any symbolism in those color choices? or? Uh, I would assume maybe the blue is because of her blue house. Yes. That was my favorite color. Azul. Was his uh, favorite color pink? I don't know. It could have been to sort of subvert the male-female yeah, yeah. Color, gender roles. I'm not Dynamic. really sure, but that's what it was. And then they had the bridge between them to sort of represent... We have separate lives and interests, but our love connects us. And so wow. Can, yeah. That's actually They have healthy. their moments where they're hella cute. You know, that's, I, I, so into that. They are almost immediately when they get back, Diego starts to have an affair with Frida's mm. younger sister, Christina. Yikes, bro. Why you gotta go into the family like that and just. 
It's the kind of thing like maybe Frida was okay with the infidelity. Maybe she had just accepted that it was a part of Diego and she's going to yeah, love all of Diego, whatever. And she was also having some affairs. Ooh, so spicy. Mostly with women, like we discussed. Love that. But that's too far. That, that is, was too much. That was a betrayal. Sleeping with her sister was... Also, come on, sister. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Both of y'all are trash. Yeah. So she told Diego, or she... It's a famous quote I think she said to Diego was that she had, um, this is a paraphrase, this is not the exact quote, but she mm. had two bad accidents in her life. Just two? The first one was the train car. Polio? And the second one was Diego. Wow. Basically, like, there uh, are two things that ruined my life. One was that train car hitting and just yo. almost killing me. And the second one is Diego. <laughs> the second one was the day I fucking met your ass. Yeah. She cuts all of her hair off. Fine. And she stops dressing in her traditional dress because Honestly, both of those things are things that Diego really I'll admired light. about her and really liked about yeah, her. And she was she's, like, Fuck she's going you. for the cutthroat. Like, yep. <laughs> Eventually, she did kind of forgive them. So cutting your hair off, I and she like... didn't divorce him at this point. She just—they're still married, but they're kind of separated. Super separated. Why Super is separated? She goes back home to like the casa as well. Oh, uh huh, uh huh. And then, meanwhile, in Europe. Leon Trotsky's having all kinds of trouble. Who? Leon Trotsky is a Russian communist uh-huh. who was not, he had disagreements with Lenin about the specifics of communism in Russia. Lenin won out, but he was originally friends with Stalin. And then when Stalin started to become corrupt, he stopped being friends with Stalin. Uh-huh. And he, um, uh, Basically, when Stalin was in, star- in charge of Russia or the mm-hmm. USSR or whatever, if you didn't support him, you were against him and you were an enemy of the state. And so Stalin wanted him dead. So Trotsky, Leon Trotsky had to flee. Well, how is he related to Frida or Diego? We're getting there. Oh, okay. He's fleeing. <laughs> and he's the kind of thing where he's bouncing around countries because no one really wants to protect him from Stalin. And yeah. so he can't. Find a place. Diego Rivera talks to the president of Mexico. That's how famous Diego Rivera is. Wow. And gets the president of Mexico to accept Leon Trotsky into the country with protection. Okay. Leon Trotsky comes into the country and he, uh, Diego asks Frida if they can stay at the blue house. Mm-hmm. So they move Frida's dad to one of her sister's houses because he's older now. Mm. Just for him to be safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they Sleep set up else. the blue house with like guards and... Other All things. kinds of security yeah, yeah, yeah. like measures to make sure that Trotsky's safe. And Trotsky and his wife come and stay with Frida in her house. Okay. Okay. Shortly after they arrive. They have an affair. They have an affair. I fucking knew it. But also, I'm not mad at you, Frida. Yeah. Live your best life. Um, She makes a portrait just for him. Is he a cutie or not? Uh, he kind of is. A, he's older than Diego. Even. Okay. What is this? I think the way that, okay, there are so many problems with it in general, like young, young women dating older men. That seems like it's been like a trope through fucking literally history of Earth. I think the more time, well, it used to be that women would die in childbirth, right? And so they would. That's true. Men could live a whole half of a longer. When their first wife died in childbirth, they just married someone else that could have kids. They married the other 12-year-old that's coming up. Young girls marrying older men has sort of always been a part of. History. Yeah, at least I don't want to make statements for cultures that I haven't really studied. Yeah. But in general. European history for sure. 
it's it's a constant that they're way way younger they like yeah. girls get married at 14 men get married at 18 and, and then they can keep getting married forever yeah. to these young young girls um but i also think for frida once she got in that accident i think that she grew up a lot yeah like emotionally i think, that, speaking, I think emotionally she left her she, whole childhood behind and was a full adult at elevated. 18 when it happened. I mean, and she felt like that. Also an actual so, adult. So Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Whether there was grooming involved, I don't know. Because all that yeah. stuff is... It's that kind of thing to me that seems almost so insidious that the people doing it don't always know that they're doing it. Like, yeah. a lot of times they do, but there are some times that guys don't even realize that saying things like, you're so mature for your age yeah, isn't like a compliment. So, no. It really is gonna mess up the girl as we continue yes like a grooming thing but yeah. i guess you're just so un so you're not self-aware enough to realize it but also if it's like the prevailing norm for the time right uh, maybe it's not even like viewed as grooming at this time it's just yeah like, it's it not is, viewed as grooming it is what it is yeah and she wasn't mm-hmm. 16 she was 22 when she married diego he's like so 40, like he five. is he's way older so, like, I'm not saying it's okay, but I am saying it's not. She's at least had a little bit of time to yeah, grow yeah. up and mature. Yeah. And by the time that Leon Trotsky comes in, she's in her 30s. Yeah. And he's in his 60s. <laughs> yeah. But yes, okay. That's, I mean, that's less weird. That's less. Yeah. I think that's less problematic than, like. I think know. it's important to mention that it's, like, cringe without trying to malign people's characters that we can't know anymore. True. At this point. Maybe. Like, we were allowed to say, like, Maybe. it was a little fucked up for super adult Diego to marry 20-something-year-old Frida without yeah. it darkening their whole story. Gives me, if like, that makes sense. Call Me By Your Name vibes. Yeah, that movie was... <laughs> he was so young. So young. And it's that kind of thing where, like... And Hammer was so old. Yeah. And... And weird. I just like you look back at the stuff that I as a teenager was like could not super ready for like Pretty Little Liars when she dated her teacher <laughs> and I was like this is the best thing ever this is the dream I want a super hot English teacher to date and now as an adult you're like thank God thank God <laughs> none of my teachers were like you me. want to date because I would have a thousand percent said yes yes and then had so many and issues been so excited and then just like devastated yeah would have been been fucked up forever fucked i messed up for different reasons but like the at least all the reasons i'm fucked up are pretty much my fault whoa well they're not like some guy's fault is what i mean you weren't like preyed on no as like a child because i would have so happily gone (laughs) like i know i would have i was so happily been preyed on as a child not and i should thank god that i was being preyed on no. That's why you're like, adults were in the room. Adult, like, there were adult men being like, you're a child, I'm not interested in that. I'm like, <laughs> unfair! But now I'm like, thank God. Thank you. Thank God. Thank you for being a good adult and letting me have my childhood. Yes. Anyway. Okay. She's having an affair with Leon. He's, she has an affair he's with an Leon Trotsky. Man. Um, their affair is pretty brief and leads to Trotsky leaving the house. Oh, why? Because he's having an affair and his wife is mad about it. I don't fucking know. Uh, what his aff- in the in the Frida Kahlo movie with Salma Sama. Hayek, yeah. the wife finds out about the affair and is really upset by it, and that really upsets Frida that she's hurt another woman because she knows oh the feeling, how devastating the that pain. is. But that Frida. wasn't really specified in any of the things I read. That was just sort of an emotional place that they yeah. took it. But they at, shortly into the affair, Trotsky and his wife leave her house and oh, just well, stay somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Does Diego ever find out about? Yeah, this? he's mm-hmm. mad about it. 
Of course. <laughs> I don't really He's care about his feelings that much, though. Mad about it. Mm-hmm. Also, at this time, in addition to having the affair with Trotsky, she's also, now that she's separated from Diego, is oh, starting yeah. to be a little more independent. They still live together? And they're not living together. She's living at the Blue House, and he's living at that house that oh, has the two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, the bridge. The, the bridge house. Mm-hmm, so... They, she starts to realize that she can, she can leave Diego if she wants to. She needs a way to support herself. Yeah. So she decides to start selling her paintings. Up till now, she hasn't sold her paintings. Which I think is kind of super interesting. It must just be the way that her and Diego's relationship started going. Because she she didn't need to. to She didn't need to. The whole reason she went to Diego was was for him to like, yeah, Yeah. and then she just never needed to. I guess because she (laughs) they were married like a year after they met. So she got in on that money, and she's like, "Well, this has been a fun hobby. I don't really need the money anymore." Like she painted a lot, but she gave them away. Yeah, she would give them to friends or family or things like that. I mean, that's nice. Yeah. So she decides that she starts selling her paintings in 1938 at the age Mm -hmm. of 31. Her paintings are exhibited for the first time. Uh, Rivera is, as I said, always promoting her work, always talking about how great yes. she is and all the interviews that he does and stuff Being like that. The, the best hype man, which is one of his only redeeming qualities. Yeah. Later that year in 1938, I think his redeeming quality is that he really <laughs> loves her. Which is that enough to make you a good person? I don't on know. Diego, I'm sure they had he has real love for her. It's just As like, we keep going, he gets better. The cons in his personality so far are they're hella cons. They're tough. She has a solo show in New York City, hey. also in 1931, that she travels up to New York to go to. Congrats, Frida. Her close personal friend Georgia O'Keefe is there. Wow. They wow. met the. I think they met the last time she was in New York. How cool is Georgia, though? Georgia's so cool. The and they, like, have so much in common. It's kind of like Georgia O'Keeffe is the American version of Frida Kahlo. Like, wow. I feel like we as Americans yeah. respect her, and she's, like, one of the... I didn't even put that together, Matt, but that's yeah. really good insight. Yeah. You know they what? both really focus on their own heritage and the way that nature interacts with that mm-hmm. heritage. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Georgia mm-hmm. O'Keeffe painted flowers yes. all the time, and they're both, like, a real feminist Florals. arc to their stuff and they were friends <laughs> that's dope okay frida's in this is in new york you said yes new york in new york doing her thing solo in diego, 1938 she's 31 years old diego's not there he's diego's not there doing whatever he's doing he is somewhere else making a mural okay. you know yeah yeah doing what he does she stayed there and partied for three months and she had an wow. affair with a photographer named murray Ooh, i don't remember what his whole name is i think murray's his last name <laughs> I was like, either affair. one. She had an affair with a man I photographer. Mean, is it even a fair at this point? Her and Diego are not together. They're married. Well, technically. And he'll be mad about it. That's the best part. That is true. <laughs> okay. She went to France in 1939 for an exhibit there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a an art show by some rich Parisian that she was not a huge fan of. His, okay. like, I don't think she liked the job he did, but that's yeah. why she went to France. Okay. So she also met her. Picasso there. Like, he went to see her art and look Shout at out. all of her stuff. I like And it. one of her paintings, The Frame, which is a portrait of her. No. I was thinking if maybe it was that one, but it's not. It's a portrait of her that it has a lots of uh, Mexican birds and flowers around her to create a frame. Oh, uh, okay, cool. It was purchased by the Louvre <gasps> to be put in the Louvre. That's fucking fancy. She's the first Mexican artist, period. Like, Diego's not in the Louvre. There's no other Mexican artist in the Fuck, Louvre. Take that, Diego. She's to the this first day? one to go there. I don't know. There's probably more now. Uh, they might have put Diego in there by now, but she was the she's first She's the OG. One. Yeah. Yeah. 
Nice. Uh, when she and then she goes back. When she goes back to Mexico, Diego asks for divorce. It's unclear why. Maybe <laughs> she was really it's, sad about it. She it was unclear? really devastated that he was asking for a divorce. Wow. There's like Frida, a thought of on. maybe she knew the about knees, the like bro, Murray stand affair up. and was mad about it. Maybe he just was done. Maybe mm. there was some other woman that he was interested in. How was she not done? Yeah, I don't know, but she wasn't. Get out of here. She's mad about it. She moves back into Casa Azul. Of course. Dope ass house. Um, and she started to have more health problems. Oh, Frida. So, around this time, yeah. Leon Trotsky, in his separate place that he's hiding out in, uh-huh. dies. He's murdered. Ooh, murdered. They think that Stalin Diego, murdered him. They think Diego did it. Oh, fuck. Or there are some people in the Mexican authorities that think Diego might have done it. Okay. Particularly because Trotsky had an affair with his wife. Yes. But he didn't do it. Oh, he didn't do it. And he has like this dramatic escape. Escape. He has this dramatic escape from Mexico where like there was a movie star, like a Hollywood movie star Uh that was down there to be a model, like model for some, for like a portrait for him. Yeah. And she was staying in a hotel across the street from his studio. Uh And she started noticing a whole bunch of police sort of circling the building. Uh And so she called Diego and was like, hey. I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of police all around you. I think that they're, like, about to come and get you. Yeah. And so he, there was a woman that he was working with in the studio. Sleeping with? I don't know. Probably. But there was a woman in the studio, and so he had her take a whole bunch of, like, rolls of... Bread? Nope. Food? Nope. Paper? What's the stuff that you put on the frame? that you paint on canvas a lot of rolls of canvases okay to like his her arms were full and he had her walk out the front door and be like goodbye diego so nice to see you meanwhile he's sneaking out the back door he Mm. sneaks into her trunk hides in her trunk she covers him with the canvases and they drive away how i mean he goes and he hides out at his like lawyer's house and then gathers up all the papers he needs to go back to the u.s and travels back to the u.s with that hollywood movie star but if he didn't do anything why is he acting so i think he didn't he didn't know why they were all surrounding him but he didn't want to be pulled like you know arrested and dragged he didn't want to go down that road i don't think so but if he didn't do nothing, Diego, just you just trust that. Hold your ground. You just I mean, trust he's that. like a famous guy too. It's like and I feel I, like he would have I a lot know. of clout in this. I don't area. know, but that's what he did. Okay, so he flees. He flees. He well, he goes to San Francisco and starts painting a. He gets hired to do another mural in San Francisco. Okay, and so he's doing while he's doing that. Yeah, Frida is back at Casa Azul. She's suffering from a few more health problems, and then she gets arrested and oh, detained for what. For this murder. She gets brought in for questioning, basically, mm. but she's kind of detained. She's mm-hmm. not really arrested. Diego finds out that she's being detained and is very mad about it. Yeah. Puts up a stink and gets her out. It's always like the and hot and coldness of them, too. She comes back up to, she goes up to San Francisco and they get remarried. I honestly think they're only not married for like a year. Because he finds out that a lot of her medical problems... Uh-huh. Got worse after the divorce. Like, the stress oh, of that really affected really her. Really her up. Damn. I mean, yeah. Diego's got a nice heart. I mean, yeah. And he wants also... her to be okay. I don't know why he asked for the divorce in the first place. But when he finds out that it he's negatively affects dick. her, they immediately get married again. Wow. Um, they get married in December. She's back in Mexico by Christmas. And he comes back in January or whatever when he finishes the mural. Okay. Frida keeps gaining 
popularity and she keeps having more exhibits and exhibitions or whatever she's they're selling called. more of her paintings more of her paintings are being sold and more art shows are being pop off for Frida. her Get um, your she doesn't keep going art. to them but they keep happening diego is also keeping himself busy back in mexico he's creating portraits for wealthy people in 1942, he had a series of 11 panels created at the National Palace nice. that show Mexican history as it happens. He's really into ancient Mexican history. Like, he's yeah. really into the Aztecs and the Olmecs. Sure. And, yeah, and the Mayans. He, like, sure, has sure, a bunch sure. of pre-Columbian art, and they're really inspiring to Seems him. Seems like her, that him and Frida have some common ground there. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like she is about the people, uh-huh. So she's more collected, connected to the Mexican folk history. Gotcha. And that's why she does the sort of tail on a dress and stuff like that. The smaller communities that yeah. she can like meet these people and really connect with and that have a historical connection. And he's going even a step further and going back before where there are no people left of it and just looking at the pieces that we have left oh. and the artifacts and stuff that we have left. Yes. From a more historical standpoint, yeah. it seems like. Okay. Uh, Frida's health began to fail. More. Even more. Moss. In 1940. Fuck me, Frida. She's got shooting pains in her back and her feet. Eeks. Um, she started teaching a class at a nearby school. Or not even a nearby school, but a school in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. And she could no longer make the commute to that school. So all the students had to come to her house, to Casa Azul. To the... To wow. learn from her. Wow. And it was actually super cool for them. Yeah. Um, because Fuck her yeah, house was. is just full of animals and like she's got monkeys and birds and stuff and they could draw I've seen all of them. that. So cool. Yeah. Her kitchen was dope as fuck. She was wearing a steel corset to support her back. Oh, that doesn't sound comfy. It's just a steel cage shaped to her body to keep her standing up yeah, straight. Yeah, doesn't sound There great. were doctors who looked at her and said that she had the like... She was just missing a full piece of her spine. What the fuck? Yeah. Where did it go? She traveled to... Well, when it broke, they just fixed it, oh, but didn't, didn't. But there was one that they didn't realize wasn't there. I'm telling you fucking medical They, I'm sure they time. did their best. She has this really amazing painting that's from earlier on. Yeah. When she was still having back problems. That's like an open corset because she did have to wear corsets to keep her Was the head support. a bunch of flowers? I can't remember. Mm. But it's open and you can see that her spine is in pieces inside in the middle of her. Oh. Like the corset's open and you yeah, see inside yeah. of her body and it's her spine it's being pieces. broken. It's Ouch. really cool. So she traveled to New York City to have a piece of her pelvic bone and a metal rod fused to her spine to help fix that problem. That sounds awful. And she ended up worse. <laughs> there were doctors that said that, that they fused sound. the wrong vertebrae. I cannot! With this industry. It's so bad. She, uh, her paintings from this time just show a lot of pain and suffering. They're really dark. I feel so bad for her. In 1947, uh, Diego made his most famous mural, Dream of a Sunday Afternoon in Alameda Park. It includes the portraits of a whole bunch of people, including himself, Frida, and his two daughters. He painted himself as like a younger boy. He's like a 10 year old, like boy getting candy or something in the middle of it yeah and then frida's right behind him and she's got her hand on his shoulder lo- like lovingly i guess okay mother figure vibes i, I guess. guess so i guess also in the painting was ignacio ramirez who was someone in mexican history who fought for the separation of the catholic church from the government separation of church and state okay so he was a controversial figure for the religious people in Mexico, yes. obviously. Yes, he's yes, in yes, the yes. mural. 
I, th- I think if he had just been in the mural, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But he's in the mural with a piece of paper that says God does not exist. Oh. Or it says, <laughs> we Dios love- no existe. <laughs> we love the spice. So it just says in Spanish, God does not exist yeah. on, the, on like a piece of paper he's holding. And everyone was like, you have to paint over that piece of paper. And he was like, no, <laughs> not going to do it. I will not. Unlike the time with the, I think he's doing this for the Mexican government. Like, I don't remember what building it's in, but he's, I think he's doing it for the like treasury department or some shit. What? This mural. Oh, okay. okay and so okay. they don't destroy it like the Rockefellers do. They yeah. just put up a big, huge Curtain. screen that covers mm-hmm. the whole mural. That if people request to see it, they can move the screen and you can look at it. But it's not just out there. Oh. And I was like, okay, you could have just put one real quick screen over those words. <laughs> sure, right? But whatever. <laughs> just got some, like, whiteout tape. Yeah. I also feel like by then, Mexico in particular was like, he's really important to us. So we don't want to and to like get rid of his art. Everybody. The yeah. globe. He's an important yeah. guy. Carlos spent a year in the hospital in 1950. For what? Uh, just her whole life. I don't fucking know. Her right foot started to get gangrene and she had to have the, like, <laughs> toes removed from it. Yo. It's hard. It's a hard her knock whole life. life is so Damn hard. I know. Um, Diego I knew, basically lived in the hospital with her. Aww. So he, at night, he would sleep in a room that sort of connected to hers. Yeah. And then during the day, he would hold her hand, read her poetry, tell her, like, funny stories. That's so nice. Entertain her. Wow. What a prince. Uh, He would rock her to sleep, even. As soon as she was able to, she started to paint in the hospital. Okay. And then she returned home in December. But she had very little mobility. A year. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. In December of 1950, she was back home. But her mobility was shot. She was pretty much unable to walk without crutches or a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 1953, at 45 years old... Frida had her first solo show in Mexico. Wow. She was bedridden. So Diego oversaw the setup and made sure all the, like, paintings were where she wanted them to be. Yeah. Um, and she did the invites from her bed. Like, she made all the invites for everybody from Cute. her bed. She was warned that she had to stay in bed. And so it was really unclear whether or not she'd be able to go mm-hmm. to the um, show. Mm-hmm. It was the first solo show she had in her home country. Oh, has she, she had done had, solo shows? She had one in New York and she had some oh, yes. in Paris. And yes, she had yes, some, yes. Like, this is the first one in Mexico that yeah. she said that's all she's her like work. Homegrown. And she is told that she's bedridden. She can't get out of bed. It's super dangerous for her health. And that so she sucks. has, she's brought to the party in an ambulance and her bed is placed in the middle of the party. And wow. so she spends the whole party in her bed. <laughs> I mean, that's one loophole. Yeah. She said at the party, I am not sick. I am broken. But I am happy to be alive as long as I can paint. Love that. The party was a huge success. Resilient. But she was hospitalized again that summer. Oh my god. And her leg was removed up to her knee. The good leg or the bad leg? No, no, the bad leg. Okay. The good leg stays fine the whole time. That's what I should like. As soon as it was not working for her. But I guess we really didn't have the kind of. That's true. Considering how they fucked her up so far, I would not trust any. Any doctor, the gangrene had spread, and so they cut. They cut there to save the rest of her leg, basically. Yes. She returned home three months after she lost her leg, but from then on, she was just different. She was sad. She wasn't like lost her zest. She wasn't laughing. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, the light. She wasn't painting as much. I can understand. Diego stayed really close to her and would comfort her and would sing her to sleep. 
whenever he would get calls in his studio that she was like not happy and crying because she would just cry to whoever the nurse was taking care of her yeah. and say like I want to die this is so terrible I hate this whenever he would get that call he would stop whatever he was doing and come back wow. and be with her and hold her what a gentleman um, she had to tie herself to her wheelchair to be able to paint like she couldn't hold herself up oh, so she had to tie herself like, yeah, yeah. to the wheelchair to be able to pull could up could she move to her the, arms I guess so that's it oh, she did some kind of mouth stuff yeah on July 13th 1954 Frida gave Diego a silver ring for their 25th anniversary which is the silver anniversary cute Diego remarked that it was 17 days early oh to give like he was like why are you giving to me this our you know our uh-huh. anniversary is not for percent. another like two weeks yeah and she said she didn't think she'd be around much longer so she wanted to make sure Damn. he had it she knew she, she died that night fuck. in her sleep fuck diego had rocked her to sleep and as soon as she had fallen asleep he went back to his studio uh-huh. and then got the call that morning like the next morning that she had died and was just inconsolable and he like closed himself up and her well everyone else in her family was setting her up getting her in the outfits that she needed to be in for the yeah. funeral doing all the stuff that you would normally need to do he yeah was, and he's he, just he like just i can't even in a room locked by himself think about it wow um tragic also crazy how she knew i mean i guess i think you just when you're I at don't that know, but when you're at that know, point yeah. yeah you're like i'm not i'm done with this her open casket was left in the palace of fine arts just in like lying in state basically her open casket her body in her open casket was laid open in the middle of this big museum or Uh palace of fine art yeah so that people could come in pay their respects and leave thousands Uh, of people came to see her and say goodbye yeah okay she was then cremated that's nice and put in a pre-columbian urn or vase whatever Mm -hmm. she had said that she didn't want She had spent too much time in her life bedridden and laying down. She didn't want to, to be spend laid to rest. Down. Oof. So she was, Similar and she there. also was just like, this body has done nothing but hurt me. Let my like soul be free. I want to fucking set it Pre-making. on fire. Her urns so in her was, house. In her urns house. in her house. I synced it. Diego lived another three years. In 1955, so just a year later, Yo. he married his art agent. Okay. Jesus. I think maybe that's just Diego needing someone to take care of him or something. I'm not really sure. That's his validation that needed to I be. I feel like that wedding, and a lot of times when you have these older guys after they leave that one big love or she dies or whatever, yeah. and they immediately remarry someone else, I think that's almost just the, like, I need someone to take care of me and take care of this. Like, I just I'm sure, need someone in this slot. Yeah. I'm sure Emma mm-hmm. was like, however much longer you live, we're going to have all your paperwork in order. We're going to have, we're going to have all your shit in order. <laughs> But I don't know. But I don't really love you like Together that. they traveled to Moscow to, oh. to like, do stuff with a fine art academy. Yeah. In Moscow, he was diagnosed and treated for cancer. I guess he was healthy enough to return to Mexico because they came back to Mexico in 1956. So just a year later born. so that he could celebrate his 50th birthday. Wow. Uh, by this point, he was working in oil and watercolor paintings, but he was hoping and planning on the next mural he was going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And then he died. Uh, in September of 1957, he had a stroke and couldn't use his right arm. Yikes. But he continued to paint. I don't know how. Oh. I assume the left arm, but he's it am- doesn't specify. He's ambidextrous. Um, he died on November 24th, 1957 of heart failure. Ooh. He was also held in state at the Palace of Fine Arts and thousands of people also came to say goodbye to him. He wanted to be cremated and for his ashes to be put in the same urn as Frida so that they could be mixed together. That is not what happened. What a notebook ending. Yeah. Instead, the government 
laid him to rest in the rotunda of illustrious men. Like the <laughs> place where they just put, like... Illustrious men. People that they think... Were illustrious. Were illustrious. And <laughs> the heroes of Mexico. Okay. I mean, I guess that's nice, but, like, you should probably listen to what the fuck he wants. Yep. And then, as Lauren has mentioned, Kahlo left her Casa Azul yeah. to the people of Mexico, and it is now the Frida Kahlo Museum. It's fucking beautiful. It's great. You can see her, her urn. Not her yeah. ashes, but her urn with the ashes in there, I presume. You can see her studio. They have a wheelchair there. A bunch of her paintings. A bunch of her clothes, too. I actually, like, designed clothes uh, because of all the issues that she had, oh, like, yeah. with her body. Um, and all of the, like, you know, pain and everything that she went through. She always, like, liked to look good, you know? Despite yeah. how her insides were feeling. And she did look good. She did. She did. It's a beautiful home. I think that you know? she was really, like, a walking piece of art. For a lot of her life because of the way that she had used her be. Mexican culture and then went places that no one had ever seen that before. Yeah. yeah and just yeah. proudly walked around being herself. Mm-hmm. People were looking at She's traditional hardcore. Mexican art as she walked around. She was the art. She was the art. The traditional Mexican art. I will say this, Mav. I thought, honestly, that they were going to be a little bit more spicy than what I think they I, were. I yada yada through a lot of the spice, <laughs> to be fair. There you were did. a lot of... I mean, some, Diego did, like... Uh, I think there were constant fights and arguments between them. I think they were that fiery couple that has the screaming matches. Yeah. But I don't... But their love seems so great. I yeah. mean, Diego had the fucking audacity for a lot of Diego years. Diego just is the audacity. You know, like, what the like, fuck? To, like, do I don't this, never, the dumbest shit. never trust a man that tries to make you think that infidelity is just a part of his personality. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> Immediate red flag. Immediately. Unless no. that's something that you're into. I just like, I can only speak from my personal experience. And sure. every time I think about open relationships, I know that would cause me so yeah, much pain. I'm pain. not a strong enough person to not be jealous, to not take that to heart, to not yeah. take that as a rejection. Yeah. And she clearly like was, I guess, at least was. She didn't seem as to like she it. Could. But like her yeah. love maybe for Diego, like just... That's beautiful. And the parts of their relationship that? that are beautiful Kinda. are the parts where they love each other for who they are and support yeah. each other for who they are. Neither one of them tried to change the other. Yeah. They both were just like, this is who you are and this they is who I like love. dealt with it. I know. Which sucks that Frida took that infidelity part as just being a part of him and a part of what she has to love. But do you think that if she would have like pushed back and been like, uh-uh. This isn't gonna, you know, like Diego didn't seem like the type that it would ever have changed or well, even tried. But maybe, honestly, I feel like at that point in time, like when Diego had said that, like yeah. obviously he was so much more of a of a persona than Frida was. Yeah, and I think Frida d- definitely had like real feelings for Diego and loved him, um, but also was very comfortable with like this lifestyle that he afforded her. Yeah, you know, and she's like. Do I die on this hill knowing that it's like it might be entirely possible that she was fine with it, except with her sister. But you know, that I, that was yeah, a okay. line. I think she grew to be fine with it. Yeah, I don't know. Like like did not like it. But yes, at at a, at one point there is a there is a boundary. That's a line, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he fully crossed it. I do love how supportive though he was, like from the jump. 
even through it of all. her art. Yes, he was never art. It never seemed like he was very threatened that she would become more famous or bigger or better than him. No, but I, I would argue she's more famous than him now. Oh, a thousand percent. But I think because of the type of art, I think he was really specific in the kind of art he made, mm-hmm. that he picked the kind of art that would provide him with a sturdy life and a certain amount of fame. Yeah. Because they're paintings in really public places. Yes. He wanted the so notoriety. he was always more famous than her while they were alive. Yeah. It's also really interesting to see artists support themselves with their art while they're alive. Like, that's not something we talk about that much, or we... No. You always think of, like, the Van Gogh... I feel like it's less so now, though. Like, in yeah. modern times, you know? Like, I mean, I'm sure I'm not well-versed in the art world at all. I'm not well-versed in really anything at all. But <laughs> I, I would imagine... You know, that like back then and those times, especially because art was like so much more considered back then. And it was like a real statement piece of entertainment when you didn't have all these other things that could distract from that. It's like you could make a real living being an artist and like a super famous artist. But I couldn't tell you a super famous artist that's like living today. Banksy. Sure. (laughs) You're so annoyed about that. (laughs) I guess. Um, no, no, I fucks with Banksy, but like, G- G- yeah. I would, I would not put him in like a fine art category. Well, you didn't watch his last documentary. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like more and more people are able to actually make money and support themselves off of their Etsy sales or their whatever. Yeah. But like it's, it's more possible to be a micro artist and still yes. support yourself. Mm-hmm. than have to be a super, super famous, famous artist. Like, it's not like rock star artists. Yeah. You know? Whereas then, like, I feel like this time, it was like, you're an artist, you're a fucking rock star. Yeah. You know? That's what they... They were celebrities wherever they went. Yeah. And especially because they came at the very beginning of movie stardom. Like, we talked about mm-hmm, Mary mm-hmm, Pickford. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, their dates don't overlap. They're maybe 10 years after Mary Pickford first became famous. So it wasn't um, like there were tons of movie celebrities that they yes. were... That you're just, just like, well, like, who cares about an artist? Now I've got movie. Like, yeah. there were enough pe- Like, there was enough it's interest It's like emerging. Because art had yeah. been around for so much longer yeah. than movies, obviously, at that time. But their relationship yes. was... I think it was beautiful. Yeah. And sad. No, I don't think it was sad. I think it was beautiful, a little messy, very messy, but not toxic. Like, not... I think that it was nice that Frida got to be in a such a supportive situation after she was so injured and in so much pain her whole life. That's true. She was still a hottie though. Oh yeah. But I, I maybe that, yeah, could take a toll. Someone who understood that that was all painful to you and like didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, was empathizing with it to like trying to make it better and had the money to pay for all your medical bills and would drop what he's doing, you know, like on a dime to like go support you and like comfort you and like make sure that you are as comfortable as possible. Yeah. It just seemed like her, medical condition was never an issue for them which is yeah. nice for her because it was probably yeah. an issue every day of her life and every other aspect yes. of it but like they had other care. issues but at least they probably had some communication problems i would say yeah at times <laughs> you know yeah but in terms of their love like how we've talked about these other couples where it's like i think this was like a relationship of convenience or like they were both equally getting something out of it that maybe wasn't super love-based i think this was like very much true love yeah, it felt like it. Like okay. they, the things that we're talking about that we would have left the relationship for don't account for the fact that this is true love. Yeah. That really 
affects you. They're not staying together because of the publicity or the mm. politics of it. They're exactly. staying together because they love yeah. each other. Even when it's probably like a not, much better idea yeah, not a not good thing that. for either one of them to be together. Yeah. They were still like, no, I love you. And like, it's you. This might kill me, but you're, you're it, you know? Yeah. You're the one for me. You're the one that I want. Okay, so the sources, just before we pop off and leave, I read three books for this. Frida Kahlo, Artist and Activist by Matt Doden. That one was, it was pretty short and sweet and gave you the high points, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and had a lot of, both of the both of the books I really focused on had a lot of pictures, which was really cool because they'd be talking about a painting and then show you the painting. So that's yeah. obviously helpful. That's nice. Uh, the second book that I read was Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera, the Their Lives and Ideas by Carol Sabbath. This one was really good for me. Uh, that's what I focused on mostly. It gave all the details that the other book kind of glazed over. Yeah. And was a really good mix of the two of them, which was really helpful. And kind of the first time I haven't had to read like an entire autobiography about Frida Kahlo and then an entire one about yes. him. It was They gotcha. were mixed. So that was really cool and helpful. And mm-hmm. it was really just well written and nice. Cool. The, the last book is My Art, My Life by Diego Rivera. It's his own autobiography. Take that for what you will. <laughs> Sick. It's fine. He talks about Frida. He talks a lot about when he first met Frida and like remembering her. And I think that he just... Personally, I think he just added that memory on after he knew her. Oh, of yeah, the, like, yeah, Of her and her yes. school days. Like, that wasn't really anything that happened. I think that that was more of, oh, I remember her now. <laughs> and now that, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. think back and now that that person means something to you, you look back at your memories with them. You're like, this moment was bigger You remember more about them than you would have. Yeah. And that's it. Those are the three books that I read. Our Sweet. intro, outro music is Feeling Good by White Hot from Freebeats.io. And uh, we'll see you next month. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.